You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Mary, we have Sibling Talk breaking news. The breaking news is hell froze over today. <laughs> I, what happened? Because I have been out of the we, loop for one hour while I was out taking my walk. Hell froze over. Oh, the Pope, God. the Catholic Pope of the Catholic Church has called for civil unions for same-sex couples. Now, I know that's not quite calling for the Holy Sacrament of Matrimony, but let's remember that the Pope before him called uh, same-sex marriage intrinsically evil. The Catechism calls it disordered. So, you know, yesterday when we were talking about tugging on the tubing, we... Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Sorry, that was the wrong place to go. In the same sentence as the Pope. We said the year cannot get any weirder, but it just did. So what do you think prompted that? I think he has been edging towards this uh, for a while. We've had several times he has said in that kind of roundabout Pope way, uh, you know, Perhaps something like this in the future might have, have to be there. And I, I'll tell you, actually, I'll give you a firmer answer to that. There, there are essentially two moral standards that are in conflict in uh, the Catholic Church's view of homosexuality and things like uh, same-sex marriage. On the one hand... There's a sexual ethic which says that uh, men were created with the penis. Uh, women were created without the penis in classic Catholic, Catholic thought. These are complementary. This is the way sex ought to work. God created them, men and, and women. And there's a natural law to thing to that. We all know that part. I like to call it pelvic theology. And, and there, but there is a second ethical view which the Pope embraces heavily, and that's one of justice and acceptance and equality. And it says that we cannot discriminate against people uh, for any reason. All must be welcomed into the family. That's a quote from what he just said in this, uh, this statement. That's the nature of the teaching of Jesus. And you can see where the conflict comes. If on the one hand, as Pope Benedict would have said, this is disordered and intrinsically evil by the sexual ethic, but on the other hand, we must respect the rights of everyone and we must welcome everyone into the family, which Francis would say, civil unions might have been a pretty good compromise for him. Wow. I mean, it's I, I saw that come over like, you know, one of my news feeds and I thought, yeah, maybe hell has frozen over. I didn't think of it quite that way, but that was pretty shocking. And I think what I texted you when I forwarded it to you also was so the only honest step 
people left in the world are conservative American Catholics. Well, and we have the potential of a larger group being out of step because based on some of her writings and what we believe her religious belief is, ACB, as I like to call her, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, I think is very possible to uh, support a group. And we know there are at least two others because they just made a, a statement on, uh, in this regard who would reconsider Obergefell, the uh, ruling which allowed same-sex marriage. And so maybe the United States could be more out of step than even the Catholic Church. With the enlightened world. I'm not going to say the whole With, world, because there's a lot of parts yes. in the world that do not accept same-sex unions of any sort. But yeah. certainly as one of the leading um, advanced con countries in the world, one would hope that the United States would be, you know, up to date with, you know, the, the thinking of our time. And, you know, to know that the Pope has gone there, I found really heartening, actually, as a Catholic yeah. who struggles with Catholicism. Right. And I did as well. And I, you know, it fit into what I was really thinking about more, more today uh, was how did we possibly get here? And was there something else that could have happened? Uh, and what I'm thinking about specifically, Donald Trump appears to be losing the election. I understand everybody's going to tell me there's 10 to 15% chance they could win. Same thing happened in 2016. But I still think it's the truth. He is losing the election. And I've been asking myself, did this have to happen? Could he have handled himself in such a way that he would be winning the election? And I'll give you a couple of specifics. Couldn't he, probably not in February, not all of us, nobody really knew in February, maybe even in March, but by April, could he have said, we probably do not need a hard shutdown but we do need to wear masks. We do need to socially distance. We have to limit uh, what goes on in restaurants and so forth. And uh, because what we're trying to do is cover ourselves till we get to the vaccine, I am going to support pouring massive economic relief and stimulus. And the whole point of this is we're going to wear masks and we're going to spend money until a vaccine got created. And if he had done just those things, don't you think he'd be up by 10 points? For sure. I mean, there he would be reelected in a landslide. And, you know, I saw this article just as an aside the other day that China is is experiencing this amazing economic recovery because they did those things. I don't care right. whether the virus GDP came. is up 2% in China. Exactly. I'm I sorry, don't care if the virus came from there. You know, this woman I talked to the other day, she goes, you know, they manufactured that. I'm like, whatever. Um, it doesn't really matter because how they handled it, what they did, China, South Korea, Vietnam, Japan, they are seeing the economic recovery. We should be experiencing if we had done the right thing, that doesn't mean there weren't going to be spikes like there are in Europe now. That was going to happen. But 
we're so far behind the eight ball on this. And Trump is, is bearing the brunt of it. Because one of the things I heard yesterday is no matter what he tries to talk about, what people are talking about is the virus, because we're all obsessed with it. It's affecting our lives in so many ways. When Fauci says, I won't have my kids come visit me for the holidays, I haven't seen my grandkids in eight months because it's too risky. This is heartbreaking for people. This is the lives we're living now. Here, and you, one country's really on my mind, and it's, it's one that you know very well, and that's Taiwan. Because uh, I don't know if all of our listeners know you lived and worked in Taiwan. Taiwan, what do you think? 25 million people? Yeah. Something I mean, like it's that very population. small. It's like a third of the size of Ohio. Yeah. But you know how many deaths? Seven. Seven deaths from COVID. That's it. And I don't have the exact number from the state of, uh, state of Ohio or a state of uh, comparable size. But I could tell you that if Taiwan can have seven deaths, if Korea can control it, if China can control it, the United States could have controlled it and Donald Trump could be coasting to a victory. Yeah, so it, it's, it'll be one of the great puzzles of history, which is why didn't he do that? Like what in his makeup? But I think one of the things I've been thinking about is even the put the virus aside, if he had pivoted when he got elected and instead of, you know, being the xenophobic racist that he was, you know, imagine the transformation he could have caused in the United States, how many Nixon and China moments we could have had because he could have brought his base along with him. I think this is Mary Trump, his niece's point. He is just um, not built that way. There was nothing in his soul or his spirit that could have caused him to say, okay, now I have this power and I have this very loyal group of people. Now let me see if I can act to bring everyone together to move the United States forward. He just didn't care. No, and I mean, that's the great, use the word puzzle, and you're exactly right. It will always be the great question, I guess, of why why Donald Trump didn't didn't do it. I, I'm feeling philosophical, I guess. I think about Socrates. Socrates. Socrates always claimed that good moral behavior, righteousness, virtue, whatever uh, you want, came from knowledge, that the reason we behave well is because we know what is good. And he further says that if we know what is good, we will do what is good. But clearly some people don't, Donald Trump, for instance. And we have to ask, there are three things Socrates poses that I'll apply uh, to him. Did he not know any any better? Well, I don't know. Damn, he's got an awful lot of advisors. Second, is he uh, by character, by nature, intrinsically incapable of doing the right thing. That's what I think his niece, Mary Trump, would say, that there is something so broken inside of him. Or the third one, which is what Nancy Pelosi says, all roads lead to Russia. Uh, was it the Russians or somebody else that uh, is telling him to do something else? Do you have a pet theory? I, I go with the middle one with Mary Trump. I think 
And when you started to talk about Socrates and that Socratic thinking, that um, he is not a dumb person, but an ignorant person yes. I, I, by choice, actually, right? He says, yeah. I don't read. I don't care about that. I trust myself. I have a big brain that he chose not because of who he is to learn what needed to be learned about not just the job, but the country, the people he was elected to serve. And that has caused him to make one decision, bad decision after another. So I don't think Pelosi is wrong, but I think what is wrong about it is that that Trump or that Putin is pulling the strings. Putin is pulling the strings that Trump doesn't know how to stop him from doing. You know, I mean, it's it's more of a symptom than mm -hmm. it is the cause. The whole Trump, thing, the yeah. whole Putin, China, I, all that. Yeah, I you know I am struck today. I, you know, as you mentioned, the Socratic thinking, which I think is important. There is uh, a leader who really not only embodies but believes that Barack Obama has said time and time again, if the people know the truth, if they know what's going really going on, they will come to the right conclusion, which is a very Obama trust, I think, in democracy, in the quality of the people. And it's, it's interesting to reflect on today because he's going to make his first personal appearance in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of struck by that. Because you remember, Philadelphia is where he went to make his famous race right. speech when he was running uh, for the first time. Philadelphia, I think, is where he uh, recorded his speech to the Democratic Convention this past past year. I, you know, Obama, he loves history. He loves the Constitution. Does Philadelphia resonate? so much for him because it's kind of the birth of our our democracy i don't know that's a great point i hadn't thought about that i thought he was going there for the very political reason of biden needs pennsylvania so badly <laughs> but it's very mm -hmm. likely to be what you said but you know one other thought that i had when we were talking about you know socrates one of the big puzzles that i think historians will talk about over time is why Trump could consistently get 45% of the American people. And you know, when mm -hmm. you talk to folks that have a lot of Trump um, supporters as friends and family, which we really don't, you and I don't, um, and they'll say, well, these are really smart people. And I always make this distinction, which is they may be educated, which you can be educated and not smart, and they may be inherently smart, but they are not critical thinkers. They have not done what, back to the Socratic method, would call you to do, which is to learn everything you can learn, to look at all sides of an issue, to analyze, to puzzle through it, and then come to a right solution. That's what I think has been missing. And that's as, as much about our education system in the United States as it does about any individual. So far today, we have managed to get Pope Francis, same-sex marriage, Amy Coney Barrett, Trump psychology, uh, Socrates, Barack Obama, 
all in. And I managed to slip in a reference to Jeffrey. There Cuba. you go. <laughs> it's a full episode. I, 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 as far as I'm concerned, that's a well-made episode. <laughs> Talk Bye. to you later. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.